Skypachi with the weekly daily report, and uh, I'm out here. I'm going to say the code word is Turtle Falls, North Carolina. I'm going to go downstream there and shoot what you'll see at the beginning of the video are the big falls. But then there's another set. I know they're a little loud, you know, Mother Nature, Mother Nature can be a little loud. I'm trying to get as close to the microphone as I can, and I will, uh, I don't know, I'm just going to uh, do the best I can to give you the uh, aspects, while at the same time climbing up these wet rocks. <laughs> that are somewhat slippery and I have to go underneath the doggone bushes but really I think that the uh, the nature and this is kind of a little bit about what today's report is going to be about mother nature the power of nature the wisdom of nature the network of nature all life. I love to see somebody did that little set of rocks over there on the other side of the river here. I climbed up to the top of that baby the other day. This just goes on. I'm going to try to find a nice quiet spot a little farther up here. But uh, Really, the moon is in Aries, and so I'm just feeling rather adventurous. A little fire charging out there, right? And, uh, of course, well, she will hit Chiron later on today and oppose Venus because Venus is in opposition to Chiron. And that is exact tomorrow. And, of course, when she opposes Chiron... She is going to in conjunct 150 degree aspect to uh, Uranus down there in Taurus and the moon will be moving into Taurus tomorrow and hitting Uranus trining Mars trining Pluto I mean she's uh, you know she makes the rounds every month <laughs> you know she really connects it all together look at this I just want to pause for a moment of reflection instead of having the head just rattling off one thing after another. We gotta check this out. All rivers lead to the ocean. Yeah. I'd say the big thing I want to talk about today uh, a lot also is the sun in square to the moon's nodes. It's all week, but it is exact on Sunday. Very powerful. And the moon is going to come up and conjunct her own north node. So we've got the north node at the seventh degree of Gemini. And the moon is going to come up there and square the sun in the eighth degree of Gemini. So the sun will be in the eighth degree of Virgo. 
so we've got this, you know, Virgo thing going on, and, uh, you know, Mercury, Mars, Venus moved through it, you know, Mercury's moving through it, the Sun just entered it. Actually, Mercury then uh, moves out of it. It does a very nice uh, in-conjunct uh, to Jupiter on Friday, and then on Sunday, Mercury moves into Libra. So, you know, uh, what we want to see here, and the other aspect I want to bring forward is just, first Venus was opposite Neptune, trying Pluto, then Mercury, Mars is coming up to oppose Neptune, trying Pluto, and after Mars does it, the Sun is going to do it. And this is, uh, this is very powerful, and I, I, I want to talk about that. And finally, by next Tuesday, you know, that moon has moved uh, all the way down later on into Gemini and comes into a T-square as Mars comes into opposed Neptune. I'll talk more about Mars opposite Neptune next week because that's when it is exact. Just wanted to throw that in there. Let me find a quiet spot. Oh my goodness. So much to say in so little time. Actually, I tried to find a place in the shade. And with these rocks, I had to go searching for a log to put the camera on. And by the time I get the log down here and get the camera set up, I'm in the sun. <laughs> Woo, baby. But uh, hopefully there'll be some clouds here in this uh, North Carolina sky. So, yeah, um, there's a lot of inconjunct aspects going on right now. These are aspects of adjustments, of finishing projects, ending situations and conditions, and needing to adjust to new, uncomfortable, um, you know, uncertain conditions and situations. And also, you know, receiving pressure from external sources and forces when we come up to the, uh, what, 210 degree in conjunct aspect, which is what we're having. In general, if you can picture it in your mind's eye, what's happening right now, and if you look at that chart, go back to the beginning and pause, you know, on the chart. It's a geocentric chart, which is that it's looking at everything from the perspective of Earth. So put yourself right in the center of that chart. And what you'll see is that we have what we call the personal planets. Okay, that is Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars are called the personal planets, right? They're all over here on the one side, okay, you know, in Virgo and Libra. And, and then the Earth is in the center, and all of the social and trans-Neptunian planets are out here, Capricorn right through Taurus. So, you know, we are kind of juxta, juxtaposed, 
Juxtaposition. We are juxtapositioned. <laughs> That's a good one. In between the personal and the collective. And here we are. I mean, this is just like a repetitive theme. Aquarius Leo, I talked about it before, okay? You know, now we've got it even with what? Aries and Libra. Venus opposite Chiron. So we are right in between, and it's like we look over to the left, and there's Chiron and Aries. The wound to our masculine energy. I don't deserve to get what I want. To be independent, spontaneous, impulsive, instinctive. It's just, you know, uh, 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 uh. I need to heal that wound that I am somehow, that my will, Mars, Aries, will, that my will is somehow separate from the one will, the will of source, the will of creator, the will of creation, the will of life to continually recreate itself in new ways, in new forms, in new identities, in new ideas, in new, right? So part of healing that wound is this beautiful Neptune and Pisces, but now that Neptune and Pisces is opposite Mercury, my left brain and Mars coming up, my personal will, somehow the polar opposite of the collective divine will of love, universal love, universal unity consciousness, the law of one, Neptune and Pisces. And pretty soon we, the earth, is going to come in between the sun and Neptune. <laughs> so we'll look over, but let me get back to Venus Chiron. So we look over our left shoulder, we see this wound that we've got. Oh boy, I really need to embrace my instinctive, my, you know, will, force, energy. And I look over to the right and here's Venus in Libra. I'm attracted and desiring and, and want connection relationship, partnership, but I feel somehow held back, lacking, wounded, hurt, traumatized, and having, of course, that Saturn in Aquarius, Pluto in Capricorn, social distancing, all kinds of mask wearing, all kinds of, you know, uh, you know, somehow you're, you know, everyone is contagious and you need to be on the lookout for uh, you know, I mean, do not connect, <laughs> do not relate, <laughs> separate, separate, there's a big message happening here, <laughs> if you haven't noticed, <laughs> you know, isolate, separate, we want you in your own little cubby so we can, you know, program your mind and you are more vulnerable and susceptible to this whole Pluto-Saturn energy in Capricorn Aquarius. I mean, oh my goodness. Anyway, anyway, like the mantra is today, there is another network besides the World Wide Web, besides the mind, 
and intelligence and mercury, left brain, linear, logical, rational, mainstream media, business, Wall Street, uh, you know, all the programming that is going on right now. There's another network. Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury. Yeah. And so we also have this in conjunct, you know, Venus in conjunct Uranus. Very powerful. Very powerful. And, of course, not only that, but the Sun coming into trine Uranus. And this brings me back to the mantra again. Because Uranus is in Taurus, my physical body as my ultimate resource for survival, and Virgo, my integrated body, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, really purified and tapping into the powerful, right? Virgo, the virgin, is complete, not needing a man to complete herself, complete unto herself. This is this powerful Virgo energy that's kind of getting rewritten in the old astrology books. And it's tapping into this physical body that is really helping and is the pathway as I see it. Mother Nature, this feminine earth energy. I just discovered, I gotta share a little bit, uh, you know, number one, uh, did you know that there is actually, uh, the mushroom is the largest living organism on planet Earth? <laughs> and that there is one mushroom that is something like the size of the state of Rhode Island or something. Underground is huge. <laughs> Kilometers, miles wide mushroom. The biggest living organism. And then I think somebody was also telling me like they are the oldest. <laughs> the oldest and the biggest and the whoa. And then if you, uh, the, you know, the, what is it? The secret life of trees or something? You know, where the trees and the roots of the trees are all talking to each other. And when there's a forest fire, you know, word is spread, you know, you know, through the roots and the trees up ahead of the fire, kind of, you know, oh, I mean, it, there, there is. These are just very small, tiny little examples of a psychic, spiritual, invisible, powerful network that you want to develop your ESP. <laughs> you want to, you know, really develop your Neptune, your Pisces, your Moon, your Cancer, your fourth house, your water signs, your Scorpio. This water, feminine, earth, spirit, inner, emotional, intuitive gut. Gut. Virgo rules the gut. And there's a lot of gut problems now. Inflammation of the gut is like the root source of so many illnesses and diseases. And we see so many, you know, 
Virgo is also associated with worry and anxiety and, you know, needing things to be, you know, cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Balance that Virgo with our Neptune in Pisces. And this Pisces Neptune is passive and Virgo is about work and effort. So again, this brings me back to the mantra, I will know my work. This new paradigm, this new reality that we are now in the process of birthing is not something where we can just lay back and expect, wait, or let it happen. That's victimhood. And we are now, as humanity, in the process of eradicating victimization and victim consciousness as we move fully into our co-creative power. We are not victims of a reality, we are creators of our reality. I've got to, I will put a link in the notes below, hit see more, and there's a link in the notes below of this uh, YouTube. Beth just sent me this morning from inspiration. Wow, I love this guy. And he says it all, it's really great. And, and, and I don't even know that he's an astrologer. <laughs> just goes to show, if you tap into this underground inner spirit network, you're gonna find like-minded souls. You're gonna find support. You're gonna find community. You're gonna be heard. You're gonna find some security and some comfort knowing that you are not alone and that we are, that there is a seed cracking open giving birth right now. So it's like really, uh, it's very beautiful. Now I wanna, uh, you know, I'm, I may go a little long here, but I wanna read two Sabian symbols. What can I say? Because I think that it really brings forward, you know, this, uh, th this idea here of the difference between the mind, the mind and the body and the ego thinking and thoughts that are restricted to the third dimensional separation of I and you and into this body network, this body network where we are not all just spirit beings floating around as one in space, but we are also physical beings that are connected Think of your feet and the soles of your feet as plugs. <laughs> and we are plugged in. <laughs> the more barefoot you can walk, the better. <laughs> but you know, we're plugged into Gaia, baby. And she is our freaking network. Ow! So I want to read you the north node of the moon now is moving through six degrees, 59 minutes retrograde back to six degrees zero minutes which is the seventh degree of Gemini 
and it's there from August 23rd, a couple days ago, until September 3rd. So, you know, a little less than two weeks. And then the moon is coming around. She's in Aries now, comes through Taurus into Gemini. And like I said before, she squares the moon at what? Eight degrees, I don't know, you know. I didn't even talk about Pluto square Eris on Friday, exact for like the fifth time or something. <laughs> uh, fourth quarter moon, seven degrees, nine minutes is the eighth degree of Gemini. So I want to read the seventh degree for the moon's nodes, which is, you know, we're in that energy for a while. And the north node is the path forward. The, the, you know, the, you know the, the future evolutionary call. What is that, you might say? Well, it's a well with bucket and rope under the shade of majestic trees. The keynote is our primordial faith in the hidden, sustaining power of life. In contrast with the ambitious drive of modern man for power and wealth, we now have the image of the eternal search for that which is at the root of all living processes water. This search also demands some effort, Virgo, <laughs> raising the water-filled bucket. <laughs> but it is a simple, natural effort under the shade of trees which attest to the presence of the life-giving fluid. This presence depends on the cooperation of sky, rain, and earth, the geological formation able to hold the water. It's like Gaia is, is a big chalice. And we must develop the intuitive sense which enables us to feel this presence and to make it effectual in our daily life. We must sense the hidden reality which preserves for the use of all living organisms this gift of the sky, the bounteous rain. And let's not forget, Uranus was the sky god who before Saturn, he was the father of Saturn, time and space, before time and space, before Kronos, Uranus, the sky god, lay as one with Gaia, Rhea, the earth. And it was only when Uranus raised himself up as the sky and, and created space that rain could fall. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. 
At this second stage of the 14th five-fold sequence of symbols, the power of the collective and bio-spiritual energies which sustain all earth-rooted cultures is stressed. In contrast to whatever the technological mind of man can make available to increase his personal comfort and mastery over matter. The symbol implies a fundamental trust in and cooperation with life. <laughs> I just love this guy, man. Let that sink in a little bit. So this is this energy that we can meditate on for this while. Just imagine and feel, envision inwardly the well with a bucket on a rope beneath majestic trees. And inwardly, lower that bucket down to your root chakra and out your feet, the soles of the feet down into the earth and listen and fill your bucket with the wisdom teachings of the feminine and raise her up, Venus, and pour those waters over the wounded masculine, Chiron in Aries. And then the moon comes around. <laughs> through Aries, through Taurus, into Gemini, and kabangies, the 270th degree, the third quarter square. She's come around all the way to this final square of raising consciousness. And there's a challenge here. There's a tension that we need to break free of societal, external, conforming, and convention, and have some guts to go forward and liberate through the remaining degrees of the cycle, which is this whole next week. So let's check it out. Here's the challenge. Aroused strikers surround a factory. The disruptive power of the ambitious mind upon the organic wholeness of human relationship. We are dealing in this sequence of symbols with our discovery of the new powers residing in our special contribution to the total organism of this planet Earth, our consciousness and aggressive mind. The first stage dealt with oil, the typical form of energy which the modern mind has made available. These symbols came before atomic energy right? Elsie Wheeler, you know, she saw 
these images in the 1920s, you know, before they had nuclear power. Yeah. Now we see in this new symbol a pictorial indication of what the use of this intellect-generated energy inevitably leads to industrial unrest and violence. As man manages to rape the earth in order to demonstrate his power and intensify his pleasures and his sense of proud mastery, conflicts and disruptive processes are inevitably initiated. The arousal is presented to us here in its collective social form because we have reached the emotional cultural level. The type of power generated by the analytical intellectual faculties is essentially disruptive. It is based on the destruction of matter and invites egocentric hoarding and spoilation and in general, privileges of one kind or another. This leads to a revolt against privileges. My entire leg is sound asleep. <laughs> Whoa, sitting on the rocks, man. Oh God, all right wrap this up but do you get it do you see it yes there needs to be effort there is work to do there will be disruption there will be separation there may be violence there will be protests and we at the same time as we don't identify with our egoic thoughts and thinking, but we still the mind and we meditate and we do our breath work and we tap into the calming, soothing, feminine forces of earth and water with Virgo and Taurus and Neptune and Pisces and you know, all this energy going on. We will, and Pluto in, let's look at Pluto in Capricorn also, right? Very powerful. So the mantra for this week, really. <laughs> I love this one, man. What can I say? <laughs> okay. Yeah. There is an underground living network connecting all life on earth. As I listen with my whole body, I'll know what, when, and where is my work. I'm getting a lot of people looking for astrogeography readings. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, uh, I need to like get, you know, I need to get somewhere, you know, on this planet where, you know, the vibration is, you know, right for me. And 
you know, I, of course, encourage everyone to go to astro.com and uh, freely, you input your time, date, and place of birth, you make an account, and go to Astro Travel and click on it and you'll get a map of the Earth and you can just click on all the different places. It's, a, it's fun, it's a good beginning, it's not the full total picture of every place. You do need to relocate the whole chart. It only looks at specific lines and energetics for, you know, singular planets on the angles in general. It also deals with midpoints. But it, it, uh, I think I find it very helpful and um, it's, it's, uh, it's fun to play around with. But just get this, you know, this sense here that, you know, what, when, and where we receive our guidance, we receive our direction intuitively, following our gut, following our instinct, trusting, healing that wound of Chiron and Aries, of my instinct life. And I'm going to listen to what other people say, or, you know, the mainstream media, or the logical. Uh, science or da 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 I encourage you to really go within and trust spirit guidance one more time <laughs> there is an invisible no <laughs> that's what I started with I changed it because I like underground better <laughs> There is an underground living network. Not electronic, not artificial, not man-made. This is an underground living network connecting all life on Earth. As I listen with my whole body, I'll know what when and where is my work? <laughs> yeah, baby. May you listen and know what, when, and where is your work. Namaste. Aloha. So much love. And I forgot, I've been forgetting the songs lately, you know? And uh, the one song, of course, is Neil Young, Are You Ready For The Country? Because it's time to go. <laughs> and the other one is uh, George Harrison, uh, I think it's George Harrison, uh, uh, Who Am I Without You By My Side? Yeah, we gotta do this together. It's not a solo project. All right, take care, hasta luego, namaste.